Uh, this is a good question, you know, but I, I think it should be answered by Tommy Casabona himself. Wake up, wake up! Live from sunny South Florida, The Wake Up Show, with your host, Tommy Casabona. The Wake Up Show, ladies and gentlemen, very, very happy to have you here. I'm your host. If you haven't met me before, you don't know who I am. My name is Tommy Casabona. I host a uh, cruise podcast called Always Be Booked, and this is a bit of what you might call a spinoff of that. This is uh, my Patreon show. I call it The Wake Up Show. There's been many iterations of the Patreon show over the years. You remember back in the day we were doing the one extra show a week? And then we started doing the Patreon marathons, or as many of you might remember, say it together, say it with me, Patreon marathon. That was for a while, right? We were doing that for a while. Remember the conflict that I almost got kicked off of Fiverr because I got into a fight with that French woman who wouldn't do it right for me, and she reported me, and there was issues and there was problems. But now we're all, we're back. We're back from that. You know, we've come a long way. Hey, man. Yeah, we're out here. We're feeling good. You know, last night I have to thank you guys. I have to thank you because of, uh, you know, the indulgence. And I thank you for not sending me any emails regarding that uh, little, I guess, what would you call it? I guess, um, therapy session, you know, because that is what it is. You know what I mean? I think if, I don't know, maybe you guys are all out there, men and women of steel, and you guys all have the bullets, you know, firing off you and bouncing off you. Uh, But, you know, it is a little different. I, I know. I know what it's like when you're going to work every day. You know, just a year ago today, I was doing 58 hours a week or so. And, uh, you know, there's less time. There's less time for stuff to kind of build up in your head. There's less time for, you know, what I think and what I believe to be one of the least virtuous things out there, which is, I don't even, I just never use that word in my right, in my, in my, in my life, virtuous. I have no idea if I used it correctly, but I'll say it again. I'll double down on it. One of the least virtuous things that you could do for yourself uh, in anybody, in any case, is overthinking. Overthinking will wreck you, wreck you. I mean, that, that that gives you the opportunity to put, put together self-fulfilling prophecies and things like that. But, you know, I, I listen, every once in a while, you're going to have things where you're going to have days where you're questioning everything, where you're questioning all of it. It's going to happen. And, you know, you, what, and that's part of everything. And that's I said it last night, too. You know what I mean? This is not a freaking depression. This is when you battle. And you battle, and you battle, and then you have certain days where it, it kind of, you know what? In the win-loss column, you chalk the day up to that. The day, you lost that one. You know what? You lost that day. But then all you can do is come back to try to fight another day. This damn freaking Norwegian versus Royal Caribbean video is still punching me right in the freaking mouth. A lot of progress today. Uh, it took a while. You know, I, I just listened to it. Uh, through different lenses and listening to it with the idea that I definitely it's got to be under a half hour I know uh, shout out to Tony talked to Tony a little bit today and he was I was just picking his brain and by the way big thanks to Tony if you haven't checked out the podcast I'm on his podcast uh, recently uh, his his he just started relaunching his podcast channel uh, and um, my episode is up live on that where we chatted about a bunch of things, but then he put a clip up on his regular channel, uh, regarding me and, uh, uh, me and him discussing the carnival security situation, a couple other things too, but I know he's, he's the guy when it comes to, you know, YouTube daily content. So I was just kind of, you know, back and forth with him a little bit and you know he say you know I, I think the truth is is that you see the videos that are successful you know the daily videos that are successful they're in that 13 to 15 minute range i don't know if that's the sweet spot but that looks like it's at least the most uh you know the, the, the spot where it's it, most of the videos end up being but then you'll see maybe some people do like 25 minute videos some feature videos i don't know where i need to be uh right now like i said i'm still I'm still in the mode where I'm trying to figure out how to make my bad videos 
because I think that is just flat out it. It's the rite of passage. You have to make bad videos. This Norwegian video is going to come out. I think it's going to be useful. And I think uh, to a novice level, some people might think it's good. Some people who don't have a high standards for video quality might think it's a pretty uh, well put together video. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're looking to turn pro in, in this whole game we've choose to, to, to live, uh, it's amateurish and it's going to come out or not where it needs to be for long-term success and you know maybe you never know it could pop like that other one popped this the horrible video i made first of all i got a carnival conquest ship tour out there that's got like 50,000 views, and there's no reason for that to have 50,000 views. It's an awful, awful ship tour. Terrible. It's terrible by any stretch. But see, that's what I'm saying. When I, when I put that out, I felt like it was the best thing. You know what I mean? I felt like that. I was really, really proud of it. And I guess for good reason, it's got 50,000 views. But I'm telling you right now, that was during a simpler time. That was when there, there weren't all these new Johnny-come-latelys out there, you know? I can't knock the Johnny come lately. I can't knock any of them. You know what I mean? Like they're out there doing their thing. Hey, listen to me. You are what your record says you are. And that's the final situation. That's the final answer. There's no other if, ends, or buts about it. Where are my notes here? What do we got? I think we got notes here. All right, let's talk about it. Let's do a little wake up show here. Let's first and foremost, and most importantly, talk about Florida specifically a little island called Key West. Did you know Key West is only 90 miles away from Havana, Cuba? That's real. Celebrity Silhouette is there, and the sun's going to come up at 6.41 a.m. And hey, listen, let's celebrate that together. Half moon. K. Shout out to the new Statendam. Statendam. Uh, 618 is the sunrise. Statendam is at Half Moon K. It's a Holland America ship, so it is allowed to be at Half Moon K because, you know, they don't let those Norwegian ships over there. I'm still trying to figure out what Norwegian does sometimes over at Grand Turk. I got to figure that out. I got to look that up. Uh, some sort of a contracting thing. I had Grand Turk on my itinerary on the Norwegian gem leaving New York. I, I guess. I don't know. I know that's a carnival port, but Half Moon K, people think it's a carnival port. It's actually a Holland America port, if I'm not mistaken. Grand Cayman. Did you know how deep the sea is at Grand Cayman? It's freakishly, frighteningly deep. How deep? It's the deepest part of the Caribbean Sea or the Caribbean Sea. By the way, Emma, hold on a minute. We got to talk about Emma Cruises, okay? <laughs> Let me get through this and I'll and I'll start off with Emma. Emma's 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 wild. Emma got wild today, okay? Uh oh, Emma, Emma, Emma. Uh all right, Grand Cayman. So Grand Cayman, well, first of all, twenty-five thousand feet. See what I just said? Twenty-five thousand feet. The Caribbean Sea, by the way, is the deepest body of water. On the planet, that's not an ocean. Just so you know, I'll repeat that again for the people who are who don't have the volume up properly, or or, or for the people who rolled over and maybe they're they they were they were listening to me. They're in their bed. They rolled over and they were half asleep, and then you know now I'm under the pillow. You know that happens a lot. I I get that complaint a lot. Tommy, I love your podcast, but you know when I roll over, sometimes you end up under the pillow. Anything you could do about that? We're being weird tonight, aren't we? All right, let's go. So, uh, Grand Cayman is uh, playing host to the Regal Princess, the Caribbean Princess, Carnival Pride. Those three ships are at Grand Cayman, and yes, the. Uh, Grand Cayman is the 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 area of where the Caribbean is. The sea itself is the deepest part, which is twenty five thousand feet, which is out of control. Can you imagine? Sun comes up at six thirty eight over that way. Big shout out to Naples, and I'm not talking about the west coast of Florida. I'm talking about Napoli. I'm talking about Italy, the home. I think the inventor. That's where the, That's where. That's where the pizza came from, right? Yes, the Neapolitan pizza, the margarita pizza. It all came from Naples. 
the Aida Blue is there. It says BLU. I don't know. Is it blue or is it blue? Blue. Let's go blue. It's in Europe, right? 6.42 a.m. sunrise over that way. And then Bar. Sir. Lona. MSC Grandiosa is in the building over there. 7.10 is the sunrise. And I want to give. It's still happening, guys. The God bless this P&O Ventura. I don't know what the hell's going on out there. I hope there's a lot of bags uh, being placed around the ship for people who need them. I hope there are people are, uh, you know, whatever they... What do people wear? The bands for the seasick? I hope they took their Dramamine. Is that what they... I don't know. I'm not, I don't usually suffer from seasickness, but this would certainly challenge that. Second night in a row where we're dealing with high seas and not just regular high seas, 5.1 meters. Uh, let's find out what that is. Hey, Siri, how many feet is 5.1 meters? Oh, that's it? That's it? That's high seas? 17 feet? All right. I thought it was more. I thought it was closer to 30. I'm an asshole. What are you going to do? All right, listen. So I'm freaking... Uh, you know, I, I was making my video today, and this thing is so time-consuming, and you stare, and you cut, and you paste, and you cut, and you replay, and you drag, and you drop, and then you don't do it right, so then you drag, and you drop again, and then you did it too much, so then you undo, and then you download the photo, you drag, you drop. This is a freaking 35-minute video of just all this it's a lot you know what i mean i know you professional youtubers out there if there's any of you in here i know you say tommy yes because you're an amateur that's because you're you're a neophyte when it comes to this stuff but i don't know you know what i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know you know there's there's not too many people consistently active making 30 minute videos mixing in b-roll mixing in uh, voiceovers mixing in you know in studio commentary all together um maybe there is i don't know maybe i'm afraid maybe maybe i gotta just figure out how to get this stuff done maybe i gotta figure out how to do it i want two videos a week guys i want to get to two videos a week but i gotta get better i gotta get more efficient but i'm just trolling around and you know i will procrastinate because every once in a while i'll take my foot off the pedal do something else you know kind of Focus on something else because you need a break. You know what I mean? So I noticed that Emma uploaded a video. And shout out to Emma. Emma Cruises is an absolute beast. She's a foreigner. Um, <laughs> I'm playing around. She's from England. But yeah, she's a, she's, she's a foreigner when it, as, a, as, a, as, a, as opposed to the United States. Uh, and me and Emma go way back when when she first started. We 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 used to communicate a lot more uh, before she you know she 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 you know blew up, gotten the big time. Uh, but you know no, Emma's awesome. Emma was very Emma's always very helpful. Emma's awesome. She was on the show a couple of weeks ago. We she answered a couple of questions in the email. But this freaking chick is out of her mind. Emma, you are not a super cone, but if you were. And if you, if I was talking directly to you, goodness gracious, what are you curating pornography out there? If you go to Emma's last video, and I don't know when it is, it's like halfway through or something. I, 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 she's giving a tour of the room, she's telling you about the ship, and then she's telling you about hot tubs, and then she cuts in with an edit, a side edit, and she's got this look on her face like, I mean, like the devil, but like mischievous. She's smiling, but the mischief, mischief, mischievousness, and she goes, there were some interesting sounds, and I'm not going to really do, I'm only half doing her accent, there were some interesting sounds coming from the hot tubs. Broad daylight somebody who i assume is probably her boyfriend follows her with the camera so this is emma's not holding the camera emma walks out onto the balcony with someone holding the camera and there's noises of some chick getting absolutely railed i mean railed out in a hot tub there's no mistake in it. Don't get mad at me. I didn't freaking make this up. I didn't come up with it. I didn't post it. But sweet, lovely, tea-drinking Emma 
decides to cut into her own video and have her boyfriend or whoever's holding the camera follow her out to the balcony and you hear a woman getting plowed. And that's all she said. She said, there were some interesting sounds coming from the hot tub. And then you see Emma leaning over the balcony trying to catch <laughs> catch a look. And that was my big takeaway. That was my big takeaway. That was my comment. My comment was, oh, my goodness, that sounds horrible. Uh, did you go to see if you could help the woman? She sounds like she's... Uh, in trouble she sounds like there's an emergency well it's good at least like a good citizen you did go over to try to take a closer look (laughs) emma's awesome emma's great but emma what are you doing over there (laughs) cruising isn't just for horn bags i guess but yeah no that was that was pretty funny that kind of made my day just let just you know emma's funny Emma's funny. Emma can, Emma looks kind of like a proper uh, professional chick, and she is. But she she'll throw in the dig every once in a while. She she <laughs> she's she she's had her funny moments, but that was one of none like that. I mean, she put she put pornography on her freaking YouTube channel today. Is what she did. Tell me she didn't. You know, in a certain way, she curated pornography because you'll hear if you go and listen to this, this, I don't need to keep say it again. I said it two times already with two separate descriptive words about what uh, particular pleasure had been taking place, but it was going on. It was going down broad daylight. I mean, this was loud. These people, there's no way, shape or form. These people were trying it, trying to uh, exhibit they were they were purposefully exhibiting the activity that was going on, and uh, yes, Emma, great coverage, great, great, great coverage of that. All right, so what did I want to do today with you people? I took some of us. Maybe we'll um, do a quick little reaction piece. I think I did. One, I pulled up ten facts about the Caribbean. This is sort of new, I believe. This was fairly. Recently, this was done in September of 2022, and this is from Saga Magazine. It's a travel guide magazine, and it's 10 fun facts about the Caribbean, and I haven't read them yet. I haven't read any of them yet, and I would like to read them to you right now, and then we can react together. By the way, AMP tomorrow, I said I'm not going to say it anymore. I met the regular show and on Facebook. I'm not going to spam people about AMP anymore, but I want you guys there. I want you to listen to me for a second. I know I ask you to do a lot, but this is fun, okay? This is a good time. Five o'clock Eastern time, you know, we're celebrating the fact that the weekend is here. We're celebrating the fact that the work week is done. And you know what? We're going to have some fun. And I've always wanted this type of platform. And it's absolutely free. This is no sales pitch, no housekeeping, no nothing going on. You just got to download an app called AMP. And it's a uh, it's a music listening app where I host a radio show in a radio show format. It's you know it's a, it's a little weird because you know functionality with it. It's still the app is in beta testing, so the functionality is hasn't been finalized. But it's good enough for me to talk to you guys a little bit, play some music for you guys, which you know I love to do. And then we have a chat. We have a chat feature where we communicate and, you know, I'll recap the stuff I read in the chat between songs. And we have a lot of fun. And I I just want you there. Uh, All you have to do is download the AMP AMP app. And then uh, you find Always Be Booked. Uh, That's me. And then you'll see tomorrow I do a show called It's 5 O'Clock Right Here Happy Hour. And that's it. So, And it's at 5 o'clock Eastern time because, you know, we do things appropriately. Ten facts about the Caribbean. Let's get it on. Come on. The Caribbean is home to the shortest runway in the world. Okay. The Huangcho E. What are you doing to me, really? Like with these. Okay. Y-R-A. We're just starting first fact. Okay. Huancho is even hard. Huancho with a J. And then E period. Y-R-A. A-U-S-Q-I-N, Rosquin Airport, 
SAB is the flight code there, uh, is on the former Netherlands Antilles Island of Saba. Saba uh, is, I guess, I don't know, former Netherlands Antilles. So I don't know what type of Antilles it is right now if it's not no longer Netherlands. Man, how do the Dutch, man, the Dutch got a real foothold in that Caribbean, don't they? Uh, it features the shortest commercial runway in the world. The airport's runway is just 1,312 feet. Think about that. Think about it. 1312? That's like an Oasis-class cruise ship-sized runway. 400 meters long. That means Jamaica runner Usain Bolt could run the length of the runway in under 50 seconds. That doesn't really give you that much of a perspective. He could run it in under 50, 50 seconds. That doesn't really give me too much. You got to be better with that. Sabo, what is it? Sabo? Saga. Jamaica has the highest concentration of churches in the world. There are more churches per square kilometer in Jamaica than any other nation in the world with over 1,600 in a 10,991 kilometer area. What is that in miles? That's just about what? That's about seven and a half miles maybe. Uh, although famously associated with uh, Rastafarianism, Jamaica is actually 64% Christian, with Rastas making up less percent, less than 10% of the population. That's a pretty good, I mean, that's the best fact there. Out of all the facts that I've gotten so far, the, the throwaway fact, the one you didn't even have as a headline, is the coolest fact to me that I know now that, hey, you hear a lot about these Rastafarians in Jamaica, right? You know, they got the ganja. They sleep on the rock stone like Bob Marley up in Mount Zion. One of the coolest excursions I've ever freaking taken. Getting there, no, no good, no good. But once you were there, it was really cool. Imagine just literally walking around, and I don't smoke weed, but, you know, a, a, a weed-filled mausoleum. And just circling, just taking a full 360 degree walk around Bob Marley's tomb right there with people in front of you and behind you blowing weed smoke on it. Kind of freaking cool. No, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a 420 guy, but still, that is kind of cool. Uh, <clears throat> number three, the region, being the Caribbean, has only two seasons. There are only really two seasons in this tropical region, dry and rainy or wet the caribbean dry season or high season runs from mid-december through mid-april and then the wet season low season from mid-april through mid-december the wet or low season is also stormy with the official hurricane season uh being june 1st to november 30th although they can sometimes occur earlier and that's the story on that uh seasons okay number four three million indigenous caribbean people vanished in just 50 years oh boy yeah that's sad i didn't that's pretty freaking crazy three million in 50 years just erased eradicated from the population at the end of the 15th century scholars estimate that there were three million tyano people on Haiti, then known as Hispaniola. Now, okay, so stop right there for a second. Tayano, you see that all over, uh, also in the Dominican Republic as well. There were the Tayano tribes. And Hispaniola was Haiti, but Hispaniola is, to my knowledge, still with that body, that landmass is called, that island as a whole is called, because it does share two nations it shares haiti and it shares the dominican republic due to so that makes sense then yeah we're not crossing anybody's water it's the same landmass. that makes sense why the tianos were were there as well due to crop failures created during forced labor starvation spanish suppression of rebellions smallpox and intermarriage with spanish invaders the native poor people were tragically all but gone by 1530. In recent years, genetic studies have been looking for Tiano DNA in modern populations, finding that about that about 61% of present-day Puerto Ricans have distant maternal ancestry. The Caribbean indigenous 
Legacy's project seems to preserve the Tiano culture. I got to read that again. The last part. Genetic studies have been looking for Tiano DNA in modern populations, finding that about 61% of present-day Puerto Ricans have distant maternal ancestry. So, I, is that what they're saying? Because you hear about um, Boric- Boricuas, and I thought that was the native uh, people of that area, but now you're hearing here that Tiano is the sixty percent of the present day Puerto Rican people have some sort of a, is that what they're saying? They don't they right here they're saying they have distant maternal ancestry. Yeah, they're talking about Tianos. So I guess that's in Puerto Rico too. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. The Caribbean Indigenous Legacies project seems to preserve the Tiano seeks to preserve the Tiano culture. The Caribbean is home to the smallest shared landmass in the world. We know what this is. I didn't even read it, and I already know what it is. You should know it too. The smallest shared is the keyword landmass in the world. At just 87 square kilometers, the island of St. Martin or St. Martin is the smallest inhabited island on Earth, and it is shared by two nations. The smallest inhabited? That's not true, is it? There's no way that's true. It's the smallest inhabited island that is shared by two nations. That might be a typo, but it can't be the smallest inhabited nations. Because uh, what this says is that just 87 square kilometers, the island of St. Martin is the smallest inhabited island on Earth. And that it is shared by two nations. You're presenting that as two separate facts. When in, in theory... It should be one fact. It's the smallest inhabited island that is shared by two nations. So I think we got a typo there. The northern half is officially the French-run Collectivity de Saint-Martin. The southern half, the Saint-Martin, is one of four countries forming the Kingdom of the Netherlands. This tiny island can be found 190 miles east of Puerto Rico. Uh, so we did know that that is uh, St. Martin is split it's definitely not in half we know the French side is a lot bigger but at the same time the Dutch side is way more industrious and there is a little bit of a mostly friendly sometimes contentious rivalry between the two factions and the inhabitants of that particular island but they you know they make it work you know they do make it work uh that was the funniest thing that i saw they do have a customs line a border they have a border and they have a border officer that mans the border and it is uh if that border officer gets drunk and is hung over and can't come to work then nobody's watching the border that's it it's pretty simple um we know that the French side is more about keeping things much more nature-like, more picturesque. Uh, they have a, a law in place that, you know, if you're along the coastline, you're not allowed to build more than two stories high because they don't want the coastline and the view of the sea, the connection to the Caribbean Sea disrupted. Whereas on the Dutch side, they're a lot more industrious. They're trying to get that money. They're trying to collect that collect that they're trying to secure that bag so they're definitely and the funny part and the hypocrisy side of it and again i'm just kind of uh giving anecdotal information the the where it gets contentious is because the french thumb their nose down at these and does what are you working so hard for this is not what we do we're trying to chill we're trying to have a beautiful island you and your you know industrious bs is messing up the tranquility of the island over on the dutch side you should be more like us where we don't build as much we're more about just enjoying our culture enjoying our land but at the same time those same people who are poo-pooing the progress that the dutch are making from an industrial standpoint they're also going over and working there so You'll, you'll have people who enjoy the French side for what it is for the nature and, you know, poo-poo the Dutch's progress, but then they got to eat, right? They got to put food on their table. They got to pay for whatever. So they're going to work and all the jobs are on the Dutch side with all the big industry and stuff like that. So that's going down. That shit is real. All right. Number six. 
Real-life pirates of the Caribbean could become governors. Welsh farmer's son Henry Morgan forged a real rags-to-riches tale in the Caribbean. His status changed from Caribbean pirate in 1668 to governor of Jamaica by 1682. But his story is no Disney yarn. Once uh, an indentured servant or a Shanghai European slave, Morgan became a brutal pillager who mercilessly attacked cities in Cuba and Panama. So uh, the guy started out as a slave, broke the chains, became a pirate, and then eventually governor. See? Starts with a dream. It starts with a dream. Number seven, Cuba, or as they say, Cuba, is the biggest island in the Caribbean. Cuba is larger than all the other Caribbean islands combined. Shut the hell up. Shut up. Listen, I'm not in a position to deny this. I don't know this to not be true. But that's a crazy fact. Cuba is larger than all other Caribbean islands combined at 75% of the Caribbean population living on Cuba, the Dominican Republic, or Haiti. Well, that's a different story. You're going to stand by, guys, and you're going to show some patience as I'm going to pull up Google Maps. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. And we're going we're gonna to at least tell you, I'm not going to be able to measure it, but I'm going to tell you if it's close to being true. Let's go Google Maps. We'll take a look. We'll check the temperature. We'll go down. We'll go down. We already know how this is going to end. I'm going to look at it and it's going to say it makes sense. Of course, the internet is running like garbage. Um. Yes. Yes, it's true. All right, so it's it's a hundred percent true. You could probably say it's at least three, four times as big as any other Caribbean island. So yes, it's absolutely true. The only contender to that looks like the island of, like we mentioned before, Española, which plays host to Dominican Republic and Haiti. Um, looks around twice. It's just a different shape. Cuba is way, way longer, like a snake. And uh, significantly longer, definitely over twice as long. But the uh, Haitian and Dominican Republic island is a little bit more round and stockier. So it'd be hard to get an idea of what the actual uh, square footage was, square mileage was on the islands. But yes, it's probably double the size. And then if you eliminated that one, the next highest ones are like, either let's say Puerto Rico or Jamaica and you could fit at least five or five or six of them or so on Cuba. So yeah, man, I mean, not that I didn't trust you saga, but I didn't trust you and I went and looked it up and you were right. You were right the whole time. Number eight, the Caribbean has a boiling lake over 2,600 feet above the sea le- above sea level on Dominica in the... Mo- oh, Dominica. See? We're getting southeast. We're going into Soka. Bucket list stuff. In the Morn Tripoi... In the Morn Troy... The Morn Troy Pitons National Park. Is that what that is? The Pitons? The Pitons? 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 National Park. Isn't that St. Lucia? You will find a seething cauldron of volcanic activity. See, that's the thing. When you get into the Caribbean, you learn that. You learn that stuff. You know, the Caribbean's the Caribbean. But when you're talking about the saints, you know what I mean? The Virgin Islands, uh, Tortola, places like that. You see the rolling hills and the beautiful lush uh mountains and stuff like that. And they're just like, you know, a little bit, there's a little bit more of a roundedness to them. But then when you just look, all I'm saying is just look. Just Google a picture of St. Lucia. Google some helicopter shots or some drone shots of St. Lucia. You can tell that is volcanic. That's different. That's a different geographical range. It's kind of fascinating if you're into that type of stuff. Um, 
like like I am, or maybe not. Maybe maybe it's like nerd stuff. But you can tell Dominica. The, I, I see the Pythons. I'm saying it wrong. I don't know how to say it right. But the Pythons. I thought there was only one of them. I thought that was in St. Lucia, but I do know it's regional. I do know what's in that area. You'll find a seething cauldron of volcanic activity. The boiling lake, actually a flooded firm, uh, fumarole. The body of water is hard to reach as it involves crossing fertile, muddy forests with boiling mud and the occasional blast of sulfuric gas that has been known to kill adventurous hikers in the past. This sounds like a blast. How about this for an excursion? They cannot guarantee that you get back to the ship on time when you take an excursion like this. The dangerous route takes you to the aptly named Valley of Desolation, a gaseous valley that wouldn't look uh, out of place in mortar. I don't know what a lot of that means, but here we are. So there's a boiling lake. That's my biggest curiosity. So the pythons are, are I understand that. A python could be the actual thing in uh, St. Lucia, those two giant pillars that stand up, that come shooting out of the water, uh, that are like, you know, just long skinny mountains. Or is that just the description of that particular type of mountain and you can find them geographically throughout the world where they you know are most likely to live live they don't live they're mountains well i guess does a mountain is a mountain alive no because a mountain is basically a mountain you can't say a mountain's alive right that's silly the mountain plays host to things that are alive isn't that interesting how isn't that interesting how trees and grass and plants and weed and foliage and flowers are all alive. They're all living, They're considered living. But the soil from which they come is not. Interesting, right? Never had that thought in my life till just now. Yet here we are. The Number nine, the Caribbean has the largest natural deposit of asphalt in the world. Oh, shit. I think of asphalt. I think of Georgia. Dang, Georgia. Georgia clay. The Georgia pines. In southwest Trinidad, the Pitch Lake is the biggest natural deposit of asphalt in the world. It is believed to be 75 meters deep with a surface area of approximately 100 acres and containing an estimated 10 million tons of asphalt. In 1595, Sir Walter Raleigh used, used to used the pitch lake to reseal his ship and said it was the most excellent good mel melteth not with the sun as the pitch of norway what the hell he said it was most excellent good and melteth not with the sun as the pitch of norway high praise indeed all right whatever whatever the hell he's talking about they got a lot of asphalt over there in uh in Trinidad. Trinidad's another one. Trinidad is about as soca as you can get. And when I say so soca, I mean South Caribbean. You have to me it's like, you know, you 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 split the South, Southern Caribbean up into two kind of regions. You have uh, the ABC Islands, which is the dry desert-like area that, you know, borders with kind of Venezuela area. But then if you go all the way across, let me go back to my map here. <clears throat> well, I guess Trinidad's bringing it back around. So if I'm going to describe this landmass, you guys know about the Lesser Antilles. That was my big idea, guys. I want to open up a restaurant. Steal it. Don't steal it. Open it with me. I'll run it for you. Anybody's got any expendable cash, let's open up a restaurant called, I got two ideas. One is Deo. And it's near a cruise port. We call it Deo something. De Deo Playa de Playa Deo or something. And then Deo has the two meanings because it's Deo, like a day, but it's day zero, like the day right before the cruise. And you have your cruise party there because get it? It's day zero. But you put those together and it's Deo. Deo. That's one restaurant. That's more just, you know, that fun. And then the other restaurant is called Aunt Tilly's. And Aunt Tilly's is a character. Aunt Tilly. Aunt Tilly is a character. And she's an old-time uh, 
well legendary mythological uh, Caribbean food chef. She cooked for everybody. Aunt Tilly, are we going to Aunt Tilly's? Aunt Tilly was not just an aunt to her family. Aunt Tilly was an aunt to the entire region. Everybody knew Aunt Tilly. You know, you could have a rough week at work. You could, whatever you're doing, you could be uh, pirating. You could be fishing. You could be, you know, uh, working in the sugarcane fields. Whatever you're doing, whatever your problems you have, on Sunday, everybody gathers around and goes to see Aunt Tilly. Aunt Tilly makes the best scotch bonnet... Um, uh, uh, Johnny Cakes, or I'm making shit up right now. And Tilly makes the best uh, oxtail soup, or the best jerk chicken. Aunt Tilly makes it, and and double meaning there is that yes, it's Aunt Tilly, but that's the name of the island chain in the region, the Antilles, the Greater and Lesser Antilles. But you don't necessarily. Uh, say that you just call it Antilly and you make a character out of Antilly. See, the problem is, is because it becomes a little appropriation. Because let's be honest, there's no chance Antilly's white, right? There's, Antilly's not going to be white. So for me to make a restaurant and have it be called Antilly's, and it's you know a brown or black woman who's you know it's probably not appropriate, right? But it's a good idea though, right? I don't know if it's a good idea. It's clever. It's certainly clever. But is it too clever? Is it like... My thing is, is like, you just call it Antilles and everybody knows it as Antilles. Aunt Tilly. That version of it. You see the, 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 the caricature on the menu. And she's sort of like the face of the place. Name's Aunt, Aunt Tilly. Oh, old Tilly. Was there really a woman named Aunt Tilly? Hey, listen. Legend has it. I can't confirm it. But legend has it that there was. And then... Somebody's sitting around chewing on a conch fritter. They're looking at the menu. They have an IQ above, let's say, 116, 120. And it punches them right in the face. Wait a minute. Ant- 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 and then they get it. And then they ser- they tell the server. And the server knows. And the server tells the manager. And they get a free cake or a free, you know, like something like that. You know, that type of thing. But, you know, whatever cuisine. It's like a fusion. It's like a fusion. Re- well, not really a fusion restaurant. Because a fusion restaurant is like you're combining uh, multiple cultures into one dish. I would say just like a, a, an island oasis restaurant. An island restaurant. And, yes, we would have... All the Jamaican jerk chicken and the oxtail. Yes, we would have the mofongu. We would have the paella. We would have the um, uh, everything. Whatever you could think of the conch fritters. Whatever they served on island island cuisine. Done in a casual location. Because that was the big thing. That is the big thing that's taken over. Much to the chagrin of a lot of people. They, in, in most of the United States. Starting in New York. And they said, listen, we'll get deep here. This wasn't part of the plan, but here we are. Uh, Once 9-11 hit, things changed. Things changed. And, you know, when you wanted to get a fine dining experience, you used to have to go to a fine dining restaurant. That's what you used. That's what it was. If you were going to eat like, you know, real exotic, well thought out, Michelin star, uh, high-level, chef-driven entrees, you would be going to a fine dining restaurant with tablecloths and a dress code and chandeliers and that type of thing. Expensive uh, flatware, you know. They say, they say that once 9-11 hit, the need for all of that foo-foo stuff and that high level, that, you know, really fancy schmancy type of dining halls that started to hit a wall. Then you don't, you don't need that anymore. We felt as though, you know, something like 9-11 could happen. Look how quickly it could all change for us. And I've heard theories of people talk about Manhattan specifically, and I think it kind of 
uh, you know, extrapolated out from Manhattan. Whereas they started building these more casual looking places, places that people consider not complete, you know, where like the HVAC unit would be part of the decor. The exposed brick would be part of the decor. I think the term is industrial looking. And places started to get built like that, like they weren't completely finished, like like they, they started construction, ran out of money, and then stopped. And then this became all the rage. And then what you would have is a lot of the super talented, forward-thinking chefs would go in and put these, I mean, really next-level, high-quality, foodie-driven scratch kitchen menus in these places that don't necessarily look or feel like they're supposed to or in you know they're not worthy of these type that previously they wouldn't be worthy of this type of cuisine you know you could extrapolate this out to american table on carnival you know they may be like riding that trend a little bit by saying hey listen we got really really good food but we're taking these tablecloths away we're making it look a little bit more industrial. But I say that to say, that's what I see for Antilles. Like having it really be a chef-driven, a foodie-driven, a scratch kitchen experience, but in a pretty casual, you know, come as you are, hey man, island time type atmosphere all around you. That would be Antilles. And if you do have the wherewithal to start a restaurant and you don't want to cut me in on it, congratulations, you got me. Uh, wow, we've said a lot. We've said a lot. Is that, was that it? I think that was it, right? We covered all the, um, 10 facts. No, no, there's one more. The 10th and final fact, English sailors needed to butter. I'm sorry. English sailors needed butter to sail to the Caribbean. Before you start to wonder, it's nothing to do with the lonely nights at sea. Oh my goodness gracious. Saga, what are you doing? There's no name. Nobody associated their name to this piece. But goodness gracious, is that the... We got through this whole thing being G-rated. And then at number 10, you're going to hit me with a masturbation joke? Before you start to wonder, there's nothing to do here with the lonely nights at sea. So so what you're saying is people aren't jerking off with butter? Okay, good. Thank you. We can rest easy. An old nautical rule of thumb for navigating to the West Indies from England was head south until the butter melts, then turn right. Oh, that's kind of cool. But isn't that based on temperature? Is the same temperature? Was that same thing in January that it is in August? All right. So you put the stick of butter up there. You head south until the butter melts. And then you turn right. So butter isn't just terrific for toast. It's also an ancient form of GPS. There's no need for you to use dairy products as a navigational tool. If you're slightly intrigued by the curiosity of the Caribbean, just take a look at some of our cruise cruises in the region and do some exploration of your own. That's a little plug for Saga. I thought that was a cool little list. You know, some of it I knew, some of it I didn't know, some of it I don't know if I believe, and some of it involves masturbation. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. This is it until, and thank you for working with me on that day off I snuck in there. You know, that was the day where I was, I did a podcast and I was freaking racking my brain with the video. I'm really going to try not to make a habit of that. I've been pretty good, but yeah, a couple of last couple of months or so i snuck in a couple of days off but i appreciate you guys rolling with the with the punches i appreciate everything that you guys do you guys are the absolute best oh what is it a super cone day too you guys are the absolute best boat drinks super and mega cones call me a joker call me a fool 